Well, good morning. As you may already know, we are in this series for a couple of weeks now uh, where we are working through the Old Testament book of Psalms and learning how to navigate the different seasons of life that you encounter. And what we've discovered is that um, whatever season of life you might be in, there's a psalm for that. And so from those psalms, we've discovered that God's strength is available to us to help us, uh, maybe through a difficult season of life, maybe a transition season of life, or last week, like we learned, through a grinding season of life. And today, as Pastor Mark and as Laura talked about, we're going to look at the doubting season of life. And that's a season, of course, that impacts everybody on planet Earth, including faithful Christians. You know, think about it. Uh, after the resurrection, Jesus' disciples were huddled together in a room with the doors locked because why? They were scared, to be sure, but they were also uncertain. They were unsure. Yes, they had seen Jesus and his mighty power perform miracles. Yes, they had heard Jesus say that after he died three days later, he would be raised from the dead. Yes, they had seen the empty tomb, but they still doubted, which is why Jesus asked them this question in Luke 24. He says, why are you frightened? Why are your hearts filled with doubt? And just as the disciples experienced doubt and it impacted their lives back then, it can impact our lives today. And my guess is that some of you sitting here right now, some of you watching online, uh, you may be in a season of doubt, right? It may be that you have doubts about your faith, or you may wonder if where you're going to go after you die. Or, or you, may, you may also have uh, questions about God uh, and his power, especially when you think about all the injustice and, and the violence that's going on in this world. When you go through a season of doubt, it's, it's hard. It's tough. Now, before I get going, let me just share with you kind of a quick definition of what a season of doubt is like. Okay, a doubting season really is this. It's a period of questioning and distancing from God. And here's how it works. First starts off, you start questioning things about God. You question his goodness or his faithfulness or his existence. But those questions start to distance you more and more from God. There's this gap now all of a sudden. You start to create this separation between you and God. And that separation leads to more questions, which can lead to more doubt, which can lead to some faulty um, ideas and beliefs, which can cause you to do some really dumb things. So, before I get into talking about how to navigate the season of doubt, what I'd like to do is, is share with you um, some of the more common causes of spiritual doubt. And, and I want to go there because if you can get a handle on the root cause of your doubt, it makes it a whole lot easier to navigate that season, right? So, for example, a common cause of spiritual doubt would just be negative experience, right? You lose a spouse or a loved one. You lose your job. Um, maybe you, um, you, you lose your job after you've been working on this place for years and years and they downsize. Maybe you've encountered um, some emotional or physical abuse in your life. Uh, maybe you've been trying to get pregnant and haven't succeeded. Whatever it is, if, it's a, if there's a negative experience or a bad experience that happens in your life, it can cause you to doubt God and his love and his power. A second common cause of spiritual doubt would be just incomplete beliefs about God. So you have these gaps here and there in your faith. 
And because your faith is incomplete, you have these incomplete beliefs, you have kind of, you, you kind of, you, um, you have doubts because of, of, of those incomplete beliefs. So maybe you think that uh, if you go to church and, and you live a good life, nothing bad will happen to you. Well, of course, that's not true. But because your faith is incomplete, you don't necessarily agree with that. But then when bad things happen, you start to have question about God and you question his ability to care about you. See how that works? So, or maybe your incomplete belief, because of your incomplete, incomplete beliefs, you uh, buy into a false idea that all religions are the same. They all, it's just one big road, all of the roads, you know, flow to God. That's not true. That's just wrong. But because your faith is incomplete, you're not so sure. And so that can lead to some doubts. A third common cause of spiritual doubt would be a season of spiritual dryness, a season of spiritual dryness. There are times when you will feel far from God, when you will feel distant from God. And in two weeks, Pastor Dave will be up here and his whole message will be about navigating the season of spiritual dryness. So I won't go any further, but that's another common cause of doubt. A fourth common cause of spiritual doubt would be in unresolved sin. Obviously, we all sin, right? We all do. If that sin continues to go unresolved or unconfessed, it doesn't just evaporate, it stays there and it festers. And guess what? It then, because that sin is still there, it separates you from God. And we've just learned that the further you feel distanced from God, the more doubts flow into your mind. A final common cause of spiritual doubt would be a naturally doubting personality. Some of you just have a tendency to ask questions by nature. Right? Kind of like doubting Thomas, who refused to believe that Jesus had risen from the grave until he could see him and touch the nail holes in his hands and his feet. And, it, you know, so some of you had that kind of a tendency about you. And that's not bad, okay? Don't think it's wrong to ask questions, but keep asking the questions. Don't let those doubts weaken your faith. Well, at any rate, those are some of the more common causes of spiritual doubt. And um, what I'd like to do today is just help you navigate that doubting season when it, when it hits and to remind you there's a psalm for that. Psalm 94, look at this. When doubts fill my mind, your comfort gave me renewed hope and cheer. And that's my prayer for all of you here, for all of you watching online, because maybe you're not in a season of doubt right now, but maybe you will be tomorrow. So, so how do you experience God's strength when you're getting, when you are wrestling in a doubting season? First, you want to affirm that God is with you. This is absolutely critical because the devil loves, loves, loves to use doubt to get you to question God's presence, to get you to second guess God's love, to get you to wonder about God's care and concern for you. And, and, and so I just want you to, re let me just clear the air though. No matter how many doubts you may have, God will always love you. God will always care about you. God will always be with you. Psalm 46 says, the Lord Almighty is with us. Okay, so there is never going to be a place where you are at that God isn't already there. And he's watching over you too. Psalm 121 says, the Lord will keep you from all harm. He will watch over your life. The Lord will watch over your coming and going both now and forevermore. So no, God will never, ever, ever stop loving you or caring for you or being there with you. Now, before I go on, let me just press the pause button and remind you, if you didn't know this already, let me share this with you. Doubting in and of itself is not a sin. It is not a sin. 
Doubting can be uh, caused by sin. Doubting can lead to even bigger sins, but doubting in and of itself is not a sin. Think about it. Sarah, Abraham's wife in the Old Testament, doubted that God could provide her with a child at her old age. Moses doubted that God could use him to lead the people of Israel out of Egypt, out of their slavery. Peter doubted that he could walk on water. And of course, Thomas doubted that Jesus was alive. On and on it goes. And, and my point is this, if those people doubted and were restored and used by God, the same thing can happen to you. In one of his more tumultuous seasons of doubt, King David says this. This was what Mark read just a moment ago. How long, O Lord, will you forget me forever? Can you kind of sense the doubt just oozing out of his voice? How long will you hide your face from me? How long must I wrestle with my thoughts and every day have sorrow in my heart? Look on me and answer me, O Lord my God. Give light to my eyes. I love that last phrase. When you are wrestling in a doubting season, make that your prayer. God, give light to my eyes. Let me know that you're right here with me. When you are going through a season of doubt, first thing you wanna do is just affirm that God is indeed with you. Second, when you're in a season of doubt, develop and gain new insights. Okay, doubt can be caused by any number of things. Um, like you, you know, you lose your job, you lose a loved one. You could be watching the news and hear about another senseless killing. You can look and see all the natural disasters, Hurricane Ian, the wildfires out west, and you can start to doubt. You're like, how on the earth can a good God allow so much bad happen on this planet? Or maybe that's not it. Maybe your doubts have been formed because of a classmate or a coworker who's been attacking your faith. And they're throwing questions at you you don't know the answer to. Or maybe somebody handed you something to read and, and it, it clearly criticizes the truth of Christianity and you don't know how to respond. You know, whatever it is, understand that when you're dealing with doubt in that moment, it's not a reason for you to give up and quit and just throw in the towel and say, well, I might as well just, you know, succumb to my doubt. I would, I would argue that actually your doubting season is a good time for you to investigate where your faith may be weak and to shore it up, where you may lack some spiritual knowledge. Right? That's, what it, that's exactly what God wants you to do. He wants you to use that, that season to challenge you to challenge you to develop and gain new insights. During that time of your season of doubt, use that time to strengthen what you believe and why you believe what you believe. That's what God wants. He wants you to, to grow in knowledge and insight so that you can become spiritually mature, so that your faith is deepened. So don't be afraid of your uncertainties or your doubts. Okay, God's, God's word can, can cover all of your challenges, all of your questions, right? It is filled with wisdom and insight that is true and reliable. Look at this from Psalm 19. The instructions of the Lord are perfect, reviving the soul. The decrees of the Lord are trustworthy, making wise the simple. The commandments of the Lord are right, bringing joy to the heart. The commands of the Lord are are clear, giving insight for living. When you find yourself living in a season of doubt, do everything you can to start filling in, use that time to fill in those gaps of your faith. Maybe you don't know if God's word is accurate, if it's fully accurate. You believe it's God's word, but it's not, you're not 100% sure that everything that's in there is true. Well, my recommendation would be do your homework. 
Do the research, find answers, you won't be disappointed. This is a book written by Don Byerly. It's called Surprised by Faith. This guy uh, lived in Minnesota, very near where I used to serve as a pastor. And he's now a fully devoted follower of Christ. But before, he was an atheist and he was a scientist. And he started years ago when he was an atheist and a scientist. He was going to discredit the Bible. It's nothing but just a a book filled with fairy tales. You can't trust it. And so he he put it under the scrutiny of uh, uh, and the logic of science. And as the book says, what he found out surprised him. Found out that the book called the Bible is actually one of the most historical records on planet Earth. It is incredibly accurate. And he goes through, you know, details and and explains. It's kind of a heady book, but it's a great book. And I have a couple of extras. If you're interested in one, uh, shoot me an email, all right? And and I can can make sure you get one. But that's what he did. He did his homework, right? Maybe for you, though, your doubt isn't about God's word. Maybe, uh, like maybe Mark pointed out, I think it was, uh, you doubt God's ability to forgive you for something that you've done wrong. And I just want to assure you that no matter what you've done wrong, God will always love you, and he's always ready to forgive you. Seriously. Hebrews 4 says, Let us then approach the throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. When you go to God's throne of grace with confidence— and you repent of your sin, you come to him in humble confession, you can trust that he will flow mercy toward you based on what Jesus Christ accomplished on the cross in your behalf. As Ephesians 1, 7 says, in Christ we have redemption through his blood, here it is, the forgiveness of sins in accordance with the riches of God's grace. Wow. Of course, maybe your doubt isn't that either. Maybe, that's, maybe your doubt is, some other, is from some other source. Whatever it is, let us here help you. Whether it's me or Pastor Mark or Pastor Dave or somebody else, let us share resources with you like these books. This is a, a pamphlet that talks about why trust the Bible. We can give you stuff. We got stuff. We have stuff. <laughs> maybe we just need to remind you we, maybe we just need to remind you of God's promises. We got more stuff. There's, this is the magnet that you guys can pick up for free. It has these Bible verses that have promises, right? Whatever it is, let us help you. Because as James 1 says, the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea blown and tossed by the wind. Such a person is double-minded and unstable in all they do. Now, understand what James is not saying. He's not saying that you shouldn't have any doubts. He's simply saying, don't wallow in them. Does that make sense? Don't, don't just, you know, allow those doubts to dominate your thinking so that you become this wave blown by the wind. Don't just kind of drift through a senseless life and be double-minded, which is a, another way of saying, you don't know what you believe. Okay, you don't want to be that person. When, you know, instead... You fill in those gaps of your faith so that you can grow spiritually stronger, All right? Do your homework, do the research, seek out the answers so that you can, you know, so that you won't be blown away by your doubts. When you are in a doubting season, step two is to take, use that time, use that time to develop and gain new insights, spiritual insights, truths, so that you can deepen and strengthen your faith. All right, does that make sense? You want to use that time wisely when you're in that season. Third, during a season of doubt, focus on doing what's right. 
I say that because you, if you are doing what's wrong, okay, if you're living a life of sinfulness, well, that we know creates separation between you and God, and we already know that that just allows doubt to creep in and take hold of your life, and Satan loves that. Satan will get you to continue to live that life of sinfulness so that you continue to doubt. He'll say, you know, why, just why, why not keep living this way? Everybody else is. Why not just throw out the rest of what God says in his word? Just throw it out the window. Why not hook up with that person you've only met? Why not follow this crazy idea or philosophy that's out there? Why not do that? And I would argue you don't want to do that because if you, if you go off the rails like that, not only will it stretch your season of doubt and make it much longer than it needs to be, but it does serious damage to your faith. So if you're wrestling with a season of doubt because of something that you're, you know, the way you're living, confess that to God. Remember, doubt can not only be caused by a life of sin, but it can also lead to even bigger sins. So confess your mistakes, your bad choices, your failures to God, and ask him to forgive and restore you. And he will. He will. Romans 3 says, all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And this is the best part. We are justified freely by his grace through the redemption that came by Christ Jesus. God presented him as a sacrifice of atonement through faith in his blood. Jesus' love for you, for me, for everybody on this planet is so powerful that he died on the cross and he rose from the dead. Why? So as to overcome your sin, the, the power of sin and death in your life. So go to God, confess, right? And then and trust that because of Jesus, you are forgiven and saved. Trust that because of Jesus, the words of Isaiah 118 are true for you. Look at this. Though your sins are like scarlet, they shall be white as snow. Though they are red as crimson, they shall be like wool. Wow. Okay, well, once you've done that, once you've confessed and you're cleansed and forgiven by God's grace, praise God, then make sure that at that point, you wanna ask the Holy Spirit to help you focus on doing what's right. Because again, if you're living a life that's wrong, a life of sin, it's gonna separate you from God's just gonna put you back into another season of doubt. You don't wanna do that. So you ask the Holy Spirit to help you focus on doing what's right, to live in alignment with God's will. Second Thessalonians three says, and as for you, brothers and sisters, never tire of doing what is good. If you are in a season of doubt, don't stop doing the right thing. Don't cave in to sin. Stay faithful in your spiritual habits. Stay connected to God, like coming here for worship. I know there are people like those of you who are watching online right now, you know, you kind of gotten comfortable watching online and that's fine, but you know what? We're gonna celebrate the Lord's Supper in just a little bit and you can't enjoy that on your screen. So come, right? Come and be present here where together as the body of Christ, we can celebrate God's grace in a tangible kind of way. And while you're at it, if you're in that doubting season, I would also encourage you to spend even more time connecting with God in prayer and in his word. When you are in a season of doubt, you don't want to fly that, that trip solo. You just you ask the Holy Spirit to help you focus on doing what's right, to turn toward God, not away. Psalm 13 says, I trust in your unfailing love. My heart rejoices in your salvation. Wow. Turn toward God in faith during your season of doubt. And then fourth, when you're in a season of doubt, trust God to lift you up. In other words, trust God to lift you up out of your season of doubt because he can. 
You know, one of the, actually, it's one of the reasons why God is praised again and again in the Psalms. It's because God rescues you, right? He can lift you up out of your problems. Psalm 13 says, I will sing to the Lord for he has been good to me. And God is good, right? He is good. He is, one of the reasons why he's so good is he will not abandon you when you are in that season of doubt where you're like, I don't know, God, do you even, even exist? He won't abandon you. Right? Jesus doesn't say, only if you don't have any doubts can you follow me. Now look at what he says here in Matthew 11. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Even if it's the burden of doubt. Even if it's a faith that's weak. Because keep in mind, it's not the size of your faith that matters, is it? It's the size of your God. So yes, are you going to wrestle with season of doubt? Of course you are. In those moments, go to God with what little faith you may have, go to him, just like the father who has got a son who is demon-possessed, and he brings his son to Jesus to heal him. This is in Mark 9. Jesus says to him, listen to this, anything is possible for him who believes, to which the father replies, I do believe, help me overcome my unbelief. When you are struggling in a season of doubt, ask God to lift you up out of that doubting season. Make the prayer of that dad your prayer. Say, God, help me overcome my unbelief. Help me overcome my doubts. Ask him, right? Ask him. Please ask him and trust that he will. Because as it says in this last verse, this is your memory work verse, by the way, Psalm 46, 46 verse one. Let's read this together. You ready? God is our refuge and strength and ever-present help in trouble. He is your source of power during a doubting season. So let me challenge you between now and next week, let me challenge you first of all to connect with God and memorize that verse that you just read out loud with me. Psalm 46 verse one, God is my refuge and strength and ever present help in trouble. Commit that to memory. Second, do whatever work is needed to fill those gaps right? Those holes that are in your faith where your faith may not be complete. Do the homework, find the answers, check with us, ask us if, you know, if you have questions, we can help you, but don't wallow in your doubts. Do not do that. Do not let your doubts dominate your thinking. Don't be like a wave blown in the wind. And then third, ask God to help you stay faithful in your spiritual habits. Maybe a spiritual habit, especially for those of you who are watching online right now, might be to get into the habit of coming back to church, you know, we got so used to not coming to church. We, many, hundreds of you were coming every week or every other week, and you got into the habit of not coming. And now you need to get back into the habit of coming. Make that a habit where the body of Christ can be together. Um, for those of you who uh, don't have this yet, make it a habit to dedicate a, a time, a set time to be in God's word. Where you're just taking five, 10, 15 minutes to be in God's word, talk to him in prayer, Right? Ask God to give you the strength to focus on those spiritual habits so that, so that when you, when a, when a season of doubt hits, you're not able to come out on the other side and survive it, but you'll come out with a faith that is stronger and deeper. All right, let's pray about that. Let's pray about that. Father, we come to you today with our doubts, with our imperfect faith. And we ask that you would give us the strength that we need whenever we are hit by a season of doubt. God, in those moments, meet us where we are at. Restore our faith and our hope. Lord, we believe. We do. Help us to overcome our unbelief, our doubts. 
Thank you for this series. Thank you for blessing us through it. We love you, Father, and we pray all this in the great name of your son, Jesus. And all God's people said, amen. Amen.